What's the difference? Okay, I got to start over. Here we okay. go. What's the difference between a hippo and a zippo? <laughs> I don't know. I have no, yeah, I don't know. One's heavy, another's a little lighter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Speaking of <laughs> Welcome to Staying Alive Can Kill You with Ron, Tyler, and Matt. Hey, well, the March Madness has <laughs> happened. Hey, well, hey welcome to our st- last podcast. Welcome to Staying Alive Can Kill You. Welcome to Staying Alive Can Kill We're You. We're so glad post, you joined us. Post uh, post bracket breaker. That's right. Uh, oh man, it's bad. The it brackets bad. have been broken for sure. I think I think mine. But is, I do think I think I'm winning. I think I'm going to win it. Well, what's very unfortunate? What do you have to have happen? Uh, you and I are tied right now, aren't we? But you but have Ron has more to score yeah. some more, and I don't. I, yeah. I don't know. I can't even read that bracket, Tyler. I like try to look ahead, and I can't tell. I can't tell where I'm getting any more points. Why can't anyone make a good NCAA bracket app for your phone? I don't know. It's (laughs) it's not good though. They're not. I'm in two or three of them, and they're all terrible. I've been able. I feel like I've been able to look ahead on mine. What do you mean? You just at the top where it says look for Duke. No, at the top where it says. What round it is, you just click on that, then it takes you to the next yeah, round. Yeah, but then it, I don't know, it just doesn't, it's not very good. I think you got to be born. Yeah, below 40. I was going to, wait, you were born in the 70s. I was below but... 40 when I was born, I can tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> I, all I know is Duke's still in the tournament. They're playing Carolina. That's a that's a pretty epic yeah. final four matchup for Coach K. Jay Williams said it sure it's, the, is. it's the best NCAA or March Madness matchup of all time up to this well, point. Well, that's not true. I mean, nothing true about if that. you consider the like the storylines, Coach K's last year, it's their their crosstown rival, arguably the best rivalry in sports. Uh, uh, no, one's made that, no one's making that argument except for a bunch of hillbillies from North Carolina. There's nowhere in, no, the best rivalry in sports. Don't Name a better that. rivalry. Name in a better all rivalry sports in all of sports. Serena, maybe Boston Venus. and New York. But that's not an ongoing thing. This is this has been going on for you know, I mean, millennia. I'd say uh, Boston <laughs> and New York Yankees. But they don't. They're yeah, not the as, Red Sox versus the Yankees, or the Celtics, Lakers, oh. or they're not as close as I mean, Duke Carolina. It's seven miles apart. You know, it's got a lot. Well, to Boston do. versus the Lakers. That's why it's such a great rivalry because it's one side of the country to well, the yeah. other side. I mean, that's not yeah, a, Dale Earnhardt Jr. and Jeff Gordon is a better rivalry than North Carolina. Could be. <laughs> uh, D- Celtics Lakers isn't a rivalry anymore. I mean, it's not like either one of those teams. And are, it's still better. That's true. Hey, welcome. That's true. Welcome. I, I give you that. Welcome to Saint Live Can Kill You. Um, it is pretty interesting with uh, Hubert Davis's Mike, first uh, year, Coach K's last Hubert year. Hubert Davis's first year, Coach K's last year. The last time they played, um, Carolina beat both Duke on on Cameron Indoor's floor. You know, or inside Cameron Indoor. Both teams struggled some this year in ACC play. Yeah, uh, which we are learning that ACC play might not have been as bad as everybody thought it yeah. was. Yeah, uh, yeah, Big Twelve. I mean, I, hey, I like I like Texas Tech again. I thought they were going to beat Duke. Well, Big 12's had a good showing. Big Ten, 
Yeah. Stunk it up. I mean, they had more teams than any other conference get in the tournament, yeah. and they were all out pretty quick. But you got a Big 12 Final Four team. Yeah, but you got two two ACC Final Four teams. Mm-hmm. What's Villanova? Greatest like? rivalry of all time. That's right. Thank you for saying that on place. air. Good. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna just yeah. loop that in the intro. It's gonna be 30 seconds of Tyler going greatest rivalry of all time, greatest rivalry of all time, greatest rivalry. Of all time. <laughs> but but it has been uh, bringing us around to maybe our topic for today. Uh, the brackets sure have been painful. They have been. I told y'all about the stat of that I heard on the radio about uh, Texas Tech and the game and how many people watched it and then how many people watched the Carolina uh-huh. or not Carolina. So I was listening to talk radio and they were talk they were saying one guy was making an argument that because Tech had gone to the national championship game and then had gone to the final four and it's been I mean it's been a number of years since Duke's made it this far that Tech was an up and coming uh, basketball program, pretty solid program. And I forget who they were playing, uh, but they were playing a pretty another really good team. And uh, then another guy started talking about no the Duke, the Duke game, and I can't remember who Duke. Oh, Duke was playing uh, Michigan State. Michigan State and Texas Tech was playing Notre Dame, and so they kind of talked about which game do you th- think had the most ratings because Notre Dame's got a pretty good following nationally. Right. And uh and then Duke and Michigan State and so they looked up the ratings and Tech had two point nine million people. Tech and uh Notre Dame had two point nine million people watching. And Duke and Michigan State had close to twelve million watching. <laughs> that was a difference wow. in the amount of people. Wow. And uh and I guess <clears throat> it's driven by Duke. Uh I mean Tom Izzo because, too is he's he's a Hall of Fame coach. Yeah, but I don't think people are tuning in to watch Tom Izzo. Yeah. Uh, I mean, maybe there's I mean, maybe there's a lot of people in Detroit or in Michigan, you know, uh, watching, but, but Duke's just a national a national yeah. brand, especially this year and, uh, with being coached Maybe so. This year, maybe you know? so. All right. He's so just trying to inflict pain on you, Matt. Yeah. Oh, goodness. It's easy. <clears throat> All right, so our topic tonight, Matt chose what pain. What, what about it? What, what made you Well, it was on the list. It, pain it, as the it was on our topic list. A topic list. Well, what made you choose it, though? Like, what, what, what struck you? Um, I don't know. I thought it was interesting. No, I, I remember having a conversation with Ron about this one time. I told him that I generally default to, uh, you know, People are ambivalent to whether I'm around or not. Yeah, and, yeah. And Ron's like, "Oh, I know they want me around." It's <laughs> like, yeah, that's, it's like, well, I wish that sounds awesome. <laughs> oh, but no, I, I even had a couple buddies that were like, I guess, talked about me to each other about how I've been kind of distant lately, um, which Eeyore. Oh, did I say that out loud? I didn't mean to say that. Sorry. <laughs> well, that's a good way to say it. You just got into your Eeyore mood a little oh, bit, yeah. and being distant, and, yeah, and melancholy. It's true, and very uh, self-evaluating. Yeah. 
<clears throat> Way too, which we all do yeah, we all do that Way too introspective so yeah when i when i think of pain i don't necessarily think of physical and i've had plenty of physical pain but i think of like mental emotional stuff which i think is more interesting to talk about i guess why it's more interpretive i guess or, or up to interpretation as to what's going on and it can be caused by like when i had when i tore my acl i knew what was going on i i you know, something something uh, was broken inside my body. But when the when it feels like there's something broken, quote unquote, or kind of broken in your head, it's like, where's this coming from? Is this is this something from ten years ago that's resurfacing? Did somebody say something yesterday that I thought about, um, um, like subconsciously for 24 hours, and now this other person, you know, said said something that set me off and now I'm super depressed or angry or like there's just there are way too many what's the word I'm variables at? yes variables with with mental pain than with physical pain and so I, I just think it's more interesting to explore and think try to think through so well I was just what you just said you know kind of flies in the face of the you know kind of motherly wisdom of sticks and stones may break my bones but words will never hurt me um, which I, I think, and I heard some, I'm kind of somewhat stealing this, but I think that that's, um, like, I, I think that that's maybe for kids that need to learn that it, it does, it shouldn't matter what other people say necessarily. Um, uh, like, I don't know, with little kid stuff or maybe even junior high, high school or on into adulthood. But, um, <clears throat> I think, I mean, mental pain doesn't have to be somebody calling me a bad name or 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 saying something negative to me mental pain could be anything that's happened that happened to you at some point in life you know it doesn't it, yeah it doesn't have to doesn't even have to involve somebody else necessarily i don't think um sure because it it's it's if if i've got a friend that defines <clears throat> trauma as anything less than loving and so it's like well if if that is a definition of trauma then anything less than loving, like I have no idea how I'm going to respond to it until I respond to it. Uh, and then I don't know how long I'm going to sort of keep responding to it or revisiting it. Um, and, or how, if, how I'm going to process through it, if I process through it. Um, <clears throat> so that's why, anyway, I just, so my mental pain is such a, an interesting topic to me. Cause there's there, again, there's so many variables. I don't, what is the thing, am I going to, and, and if it's the same thing that happens to me this year that happened to me 10 years ago, I'm not going to respond to it the same way I did 10 years ago, um, just because I'm a different person, I've matured, um, you know, different friends, whatever, different house, whatever. Does that answer your... I'd say that, uh, well, I mean, I, I could say a lot, I think, uh, yeah, to, yeah, we to how you know that, but. introduce the topic you know i mean i think there's a correlation between physical pain and mental pain i think like uh i'm not the same person physically i was 10 years ago i can get hurt a lot easier than i used to uh which I, used to be pretty easy to hurt you back then yeah 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 <laughs> i've only broken his oh. ribs twice it's love have you really know. yeah yeah wait i think i think i've heard that story but maybe you can tell me after you what a 
uh, whatever. Yeah, no, you talk about pain. It was yeah, it was a I, lot of pain. I put some pain on him. It was completely yeah. accidental both times. It it was it was uh, Tyler's knee going after a, a a flag football. We went across the middle and his knee. He jumped and his knee went right into my ribs as I was reaching up to get the ball. So you're and he just, didn't even see me. You're just exposed. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I I was totally had my hands above my head, diving like, you know, going up in the air, and he was going up in the air too. He just led with his knee on the jump and crushed four ribs. <laughs> oh my and, gosh! Uh, I went home and gosh, it was. Amy said, well, it's probably not that bad. And I'm like, yeah, it's probably not that bad. And it took me about a month to where I could, like, move to where I wasn't thinking about it. I couldn't even walk well. Yeah. And then it was started to feel better, and we went over to play a little dunk ball. And we weren't planning on playing dunk ball. We were just at a friend's house playing. And that's when I had four kids under the age six, you know, or under the age five or something. They were all little. And it was like 8.30, and Amy's like, hey, I need you to come help me put the kids down. And so we were just across the alley, and and I'm like, okay, I'll be there in a minute. And I got busy playing dunk ball with Tyler and, and Voss Camp. And and I, I like, I can't remember if Tyler went up for the shot or I went up for the shot, but we were right beside each other. And, and, and those of you that don't know Tyler, Tyler's just a big, a big man. <laughs> I'm an average size man and Tyler's a big man and when he jumped his hips rotated and his hip like this the point of his hip hit right on the exact spot and rebroken <laughs> and I about couldn't walk home and I got I got home and I'm like hey I can't can't breathe can't can't sit up you so know? bad I feel so bad and and Amy's like go to the couch <laughs> You would not come help me put the kids down. Serves you right. You know? <laughs> I could see it. And then I went to the doctor the next day, got an x-ray, and it was four broken Golly. ribs. And it is true. Like, I don't know that. I, I had shoulder surgery, and yeah, there's something about even the pain through rehabbing it. It was actually not bad. And I think what – I mean, it hurt, but it was – you knew you were getting better, yeah. and you knew each day you were get your range of motion yeah. was coming back. You could see it, and, and you and you could measure it, and you could see it, and uh, and I think that's a little bit what's different about mental pain. I think as I've gotten older and recognized recognized my patterns or recognized my pitfalls, uh, it has become more like physical pain because I recognize it quicker and then I recognize when I begin to dig out of my hole that I get in uh, or what I need to do to uh, to cope with it. Uh, and so I think it's a little easier, whereas, I mean, Tyler remembers, gosh, early 40s and their stuff was happening to me and I didn't know it, it, you don't you, you don't ever you don't go through a midlife crisis or you don't have big tragedy things happen to you until they happen to you and you don't know how you're going to respond and, and how you're going to what you're going to do but uh, through a lot of people's support you know able to work through it yeah I was going to ask Matt said something like I don't know how I'm going to respond or you know maybe and I think Tyler maybe uh, Tyler seems to 
have the most logical digital mind of of like here's my choice i'm going to choose this or choose this and then after i do that i'm going to choose this or choose this and tyler's helped me work through that a lot where i i tend to i've got like 50 choices out there and i can't make the one decision to make to to get moving forward and um and i think mentally that becomes a I was going to say, do you think some of it with the mental struggles or challenges is is getting to that point where we can somewhat treat it like physical pain, like the guy says, no, you gotta you gotta do this exercise to to build this muscle, and uh, there are aspects of it. I think that that that's true with with mental the mental approach. Uh, maybe it's a it's a preference for like I would I would much rather have another knee surgery shoulder surgery kidney surgery whatever than than have to think through like um, you know okay I'm I'm being unhealthy right now or I'm I'm thinking negatively okay I've got to stop and what got me here and how do I move forward and stop thinking this way like to me that's that's much harder than spending a couple months rehabbing my shoulder. <laughs> you know, I'd, yeah, I'd yeah. much rather do that. Uh, I'm okay with physical pain. Um, because like what you said, it's, it, I can, I can see it get better and he, healing and mental stuff is like, what happens next week when this situation arises again? Am I going to, you know, it's not like you, it's not like you can, or maybe you can, but maybe I should ask, can you practice, some kind of mental exercise to to be ready for and process uh, emotional pain like you can working out to stay flexible and strong for a, a muscle or a joint. Well, my first thought on that <clears throat> is that those are not unrelated. I thought you were about to say, you know, I, well, let me back up and say, I, 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 I think I, someone tweeted one time something that I, I read that I thought was pretty profound. And they said, if you find yourself anxious, um, go to the gym and um, max out your bench uh, and see if you still feel anxious after you've gone through that process. And there's something about the physical... And so, like, for me, without getting into details, you, you guys know I'm going through something that's very painful. And I intentionally took up pickleball to be able to go, like, move my body to make my mind not um, beyond the negative stuff, you know. Uh, shift into running around, you know, exercising my body and if there's something about doing that that makes your brain turn off some of those things i think um yeah well, some of it i think is just the idleness of being able to obsess on something yeah and and not get it out of your mind and yeah. and the, the physical activity uh i mean I, i've told this to amy a lot i learned more about how to how for me to cope with my obsessive compulsive nature by watching that Caesar, the dog whisperer guy, mm-hmm. 
and you're you're going okay this dog is just neurotic you know it cannot it cannot stop uh barking or it can't stop scratching and and it can't stop doing whatever and so caesar gets gets them on a leash and gets them walking to where they start seeing another part of the world and start moving forward and not just sitting there in a in a room or in a house or in a cage and uh and it's it's like we have as humans or animals we have to feel like we're being productive and we're doing something and i think you're exactly right tyler in the sense of not to mention the physical part of the endorphins and adrenaline yeah. and all the things that are happening to your body <clears throat> that uh and now they even link it to like your probiotics in your in, in your stomach and your gut actually produces serotonin and en- endorphins, and so if if your stomach's not doing well, then your mind's not doing well, and there's a lot of studies that are showing that, and so it's it's it all seems to be linked together for sure. Um, does, and does, and I yeah, go ahead, Tyler. Does working out help you, Matt? Yeah, yeah, it's certainly. Like, Yesterday, even because I was in a funk, I I went for a trail run, um, and and maybe I I've been to counseling a couple time couple times, and and I've uh, you know I've got a psych degree. I don't know if this that matters that much, but certainly yeah, I I would say it's it's mentally healthy to be physically active, um, and part of that is yeah you're you're moving, but it is like like Ron said, you're releasing the serotonin and and um, Oh, whatever. Like the norepinephrine. Yeah, you're releasing good chemicals. <laughs> what? Why was that funny? I don't know. Just Miller's throwing out scientific sound words. <laughs> yeah, it's like that's the only two I know: but, serotonin and norepinephrine. I think there's oxytocin is another one, but I don't think that's the one that would get released when you're being that's, physical. That's like. That's like. I think that's a high. I think that's like a. Hang on. Yeah. Trust, just trust me, guys. I wish. Okay, I'll trust you. Yeah. Trust um, you. Anyway. Uh, anyway, yeah, we're not we're not scientific people, so I don't want to. I don't want to be jumping over your heads because I took alcohol, drugs, and tobacco class in college. <laughs> I thought you were just talking about your Monday night. You took alcohol, drugs, yeah. and tobacco. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, were you saying something else, Tyler? I feel like you were. No, I, I mean, I think that's, uh, I just think that there's, you know, the, there's some obviously s- systemic link with our bodies and our health and our, you know, and it, it, it's funny to me thinking about health in general. And, um, you know, when we look back on medicine as it was practiced, say, 200 years ago, and they're like, bleeding people and you know put put leeches on them and swallowing spoonfuls of sulfur i mean you know just the stuff they did we just look at it like it was prehistoric stupidity right it's like golly why in the world did they think that would help and i I suspect 200 years from now they'll look back on all the stuff that we're doing now and go what a bunch of idiots what were (laughs) they doing um and I'm curious about, you know, just what the big mistakes are that we're making. And, and, and it's at least interesting to me that, you know, here we are in the United States, like easily the wealthiest nation in the history of mankind. 
and mental health type stuff is like just remarkably low. And why is that? Why are people struggling with this mental pain sort of stuff that we've been talking about in what is arguably the easiest life in the history of mankind to live from a physical perspective? So there has to be... Yeah, so, so there has to be a correlation between that, right? And Well, there could be, or it could be something stupid. <clears throat> we're just eating something really dumb that we don't know about that is screwing us up. Yeah. But that could be correlated, too, in the sense that you'd have to be really rich to eat that whatever crap it is that we're eating. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I just, wasn't it, I feel like Trav would always say, he would. I think he would credit this to Kevin Sparks. And I'll I'll use a different word, but uh, something like the more crap you have, the more crap you have, something along those lines. So it's like, there's just maybe in Western culture, we just have so much stuck just of everything, be it food or entertainment or whatever. And so then it just causes this like, <clears throat> I don't know, maybe maybe that just, it's it's like there's just so much and so that causes stress because it's like, well, what am I going to choose? There, what about this shiny, like this shiny thing over there? I'm going to go to that or I, I don't know. I'm just throwing something out. Yeah, no, I, who knows? Who knows? But it's, it's strange because like from a physical <clears throat> standpoint, we're, we can be as insulated from it as any human has ever been or at least discomfort, you know? Temperature, we've kind of got mastered, you know, between air conditioning and heat. Uh, food, we've got, ma- I mean, hunger pains, we don't have to feel that, at least not in the United States, right? I mean, you know, in the United States, the number one health problem among the impoverished is obesity, I believe. Which, that seems great, yeah. <laughs> um, and then, um, yeah, and so just if we got a headache, we can take an aspirin. We can take an aspirin. If, if we can't sleep at night, we can take a sleeping pill. Yeah, it's like it's like there's so much stuff that we have that that makes our life easier. Right, and it doesn't translate <coughs> for some reason. It doesn't translate, um, and or maybe maybe it's because we don't have physical pain. The mental pain is more obvious. It's sort of like you know. Uh, if you stomp on someone's toe, they don't. It makes their, they don't notice their headache anymore. Sort of deal. Yep. It's like our 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 physical bodies are so protected. Maybe that highlights the mental yep. stuff for us. Well, I think that's exactly right. I mean, I think that ties into the fact that it it it, it ties into the fact all the leisure we have, so we can sit around and be neurotic about how we think about stuff. Yeah. Or how we're hurting about stuff. Or maybe we should be thinking about this. Or maybe we should be thinking about that. And I was talking with a friend of mine last night that he's reading a book. I'll have to I'll have to ask him again what the name of it is. But the guy talks about, my friend said, you know, I think about the past. And I go, man, if, I, if I'd been living in a certain time period, I would have. I would have been efficient and invented something, you know, to make life easier. And the guy brought out in the book that up until, I forget how late it was, that everybody was so so much trying to survive and make their own stuff 
because it was survival that no trading took place. Like if, if we were out and we were hunters, I make my own arrowheads because I've got to count on those arrowheads to kill what I'm going to kill. So I'm not going to trust Tyler's arrowheads to be as good as mine. So, and everybody was always making everything they needed to survive for that day. And so you didn't have any time to do anything else. And then when trading actually started happening between people, that that was a big deal because it gave leisure or some leisure because somebody was more efficient at making this one thing than this other people were. And, uh, and I thought that was interesting uh, as far as our Oregon Trail topic that we, we bring up every now and then. <laughs> uh, you know, and just in the sense of everybody was trying to be the best person or the best laborer that they could, but they were making all the stuff for themselves. They were, they were independent up until a certain time in history. This may be totally unrelated, but I'm going to go for it anyway. Um, <clears throat> I started watching a new show on Apple TV. Uh, Did you say a new show? Yes, N E W, not N U D E. Just in I, case. I just couldn't. You broke up right when you said <laughs> I started watching a show. A new show. Uh, a new show. A new okay. Show. Um, <clears throat> just in case, one more time. A new show. Uh, it's called. It's called Severance. And I've only watched the first episode, but the idea is this guy, it, the main character, I can't remember his name, but there's, uh, it's a guy and a girl, but he he's at work, um, and he gets a new role at work, and there's this woman that comes in, and she has no idea where she is, what's going on, anything like that. And so he he tells her eventually that when he's at work, when he gets on the elevator, when he comes to work, gets on the elevator to go to his floor, there's some some sort of mechanism that happens to where he doesn't remember his home life at all. He couldn't tell you his home address, what his actual name is at home, who his mom is, anything like that. So when he's at work, it's just work. That's all he focuses on. When he leaves for the day, when he goes back down the elevator, it happens again and he doesn't know what he does at work all day all he knows is now my name is this and i'm going home and and so when this woman comes in she's sort of challenging all that um first episode was super interesting i don't know if there's a way to tie pain in with that but i really wanted to talk about that (laughs) well no that that does remind me of something that i think Fits. Have you seen the move, movie Click? I think it's called. Oh, it's, Adam uh, Sandler. Adam Sandler. Yeah. Cried like a baby have in you that seen movie. <laughs> I maybe have seen it a long he, time ago. He figures out his TV remote allows him to like fast forward his life. Hmm. And so he goes he to fast- he goes to Bed Bath and Beyond, and that's the Beyond part. Is this remote? That's what it is. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I might. I don't remember the details. It's been a long time since I've seen it. But the bottom line is, he gets to skip all the crappy stuff in his life, and he kind of gets kind of more and more addicted <clears throat> to doing that, and finds out that he skipped his whole life. And I mean, that's a brief, poor summary. But the idea was, he was at least somewhat motivated to avoid pain, 
or discomfort yeah. or things that he didn't want to deal with. And in so doing, ends up creating way more pain for himself, yeah. which is at mm-hmm. least a, a similar, I think, thought experiment to the severance sort of thing that you're talking about. Like, you know, if, 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 how does, I mean, I, I haven't seen the show, I don't know anything about yeah, the yeah. show, but, you know, how the things that happen during the day at work impact who you are at night and vice versa. You know, you, you, if you take out those challenges and if you take out the, you know, the the stuff that you have to to go through on, on both sides of the fence, you're a different person at you know, it's not really you. Yeah. You have to bring homework and you have to take the house to the office. It's some, I guess maybe what I'm hearing too, what I'm, an idea that popped into my head is that there's some, maybe somehow that you can't detach from parts of life. That's more of the click thing. But then too, maybe there's something, there's some kind of benefit to pain, which I guess makes sense. Even in like, well, the, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's the disease where you don't feel pain, and that's a horrible, yeah. horrible disease. Like, you know, the people, the the people that have it, like, are missing fingers and missing all sorts of stuff because they don't know that their hands getting crunched because they can't Gosh. feel it, and it's like a super risky. Like these people, yeah, burn themselves all the time. Yeah. You've heard story. You've heard about that, right? Where people, the people that don't feel pain. Yeah, I've heard of it. And, and just how dangerous it is. Um, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. So somehow this pain does is a is a good thing, but it's painful. Well, on that there's note. there's a quote for you. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I mean, and, and and it's also amazing to me how some people um, are able to make sense of pain in ways that. It's pretty unfathomable if, you know, when you hear the stories, I'm thinking like Victor Frankl's Man's Search for Meaning or whatever, and just like like some of the people that are able to go through something like a concentration camp. Yeah. And like, how? Uh, you know, how, 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 does, how does he come out of that the way he comes out of that? And here yeah. we are, you know... Stuck at a red yeah. light somewhere and just yeah, yeah. like what yeah. is what is going on there? Um, I was listening to somebody the other day, maybe I don't remember. It was a podcast talking about and it was talking about trauma. I want to say it was Jordan Peterson, but I don't know that for sure. <clears throat> anyway, his point was that trauma is basically a thing that you can't eliminate from your life it keeps coming back like it's a memory that that you you can't dot dot ditch you can't get rid of it this thing keeps coming back and dominating kind of or impacting your behavior and who you are because you're unable to let go of the thing I think that's and this is me getting way out on thin ice right I mean this is not my area specialty and I'm just listening to a podcast but that was, and he was basically saying, or whoever I was listening to, gosh, I wish I could remember who it was, was saying that he, he was making the case that was sort of opposite of the definition that you offered earlier, that everything not loving is trauma. He basically was saying not much stuff is trauma. Um, and, it's, and it's how it 
you know, bangs around in our brain and won't leave us that determines what it is. And it's not any particular action or thing that happens to us. And this exact same thing can happen to the two people and it just traumatizes one and not the other. Well, I think it's funny too. I mean, <clears throat> um, you know, so I, for those of you that don't know, I'm an identical twin. And so my brother and I respond like, our dad passed away 11 years ago and we responded very differently and still respond to that differently. Um, whereas un- unfortunately, I mean, unfortunately, maybe I'm more emotional. Um, and so even today, if somebody, you know, if you hit me in the right, at the right time and talking about dad, I can get emotional. And my brother's just kind of like, Oh yeah, that's sad. You know, like he just, <laughs> just kind of acknowledged that there's a sadness there. And it's like, well, we, we grew up in the exact same house with the exact same parents and, you know, uh, through college had most of the same experiences. Why, why is he, why are we responding so differently with the exact same genetics? Yeah. Even stranger. Yeah. Um, I, I just like that, that to me is super interesting. Um, that, you know, that people, different people are going to respond differently to different stimulants or pain or whatever, but, it's like, how does that work with twins? <laughs> you know? Well, that's interesting. I think, too, you said something earlier, too, about, you know, is there, are there disciplines that you can do that are good mental practice like you would do uh, to develop your body physically? Yeah. You know? And, and I, I mean, God given us what we need, Right. And, and I don't know if that's it, but it's like, if he's wanting me to learn patience, it's almost every time I order something, something goes wrong. But Amy doesn't. And I'm like, why can't I just have an attitude like Amy, you know, and not really care about it? And it's like, if you don't care about it or get bent out of shape about it, it really usually doesn't go bad. Uh, or do you just remember all the times that, you know, you get frustrated or whatever? Uh, but that's how I feel mentally when I'm, when I'm, uh, being challenged. Sometimes I feel like I just bring it on myself because of the disciplines that I have or the way I approach things. Um, as I get older, I think my faith has become more important. Just, I would say just my personal faith in, in God and what he's doing instead of thinking about what everybody's thinking around me. Most of the time when I'm really worked up about something, it's it's because I'm so much in that moment and I can't see down the road and I can't I, I can't see perspective, much less eternal perspective. And and me getting back in reality is like going and being around people and realizing that nobody else seems to be worried about this. Nobody else seems to be even concerned about what I'm concerned about, what I take on or the burden I take on. And, uh, and so trying to discipline myself to think that way, I do think is a, is a, can be habit forming and it, and it can be uh, life giving that it's not just, I'm at the whim of my feelings and how my mind is thinking. It's like, I, I do recognize that I'm when I'm going down the wrong trail and can can kind of put the reins on it a little bit. 
So bigger picture, I think too, what we did allude to it a little bit, but the bigger picture of why, you know, why is there pain? What, what's the purpose of pain? What, what? To redirect or, you know, yeah, I just got the word redirect in my head. So if I'm, if my hand's on a hot stove pain, I need to move my hand. Um, if I'm, I don't know, if I'm drinking alcohol every night and because I want to escape and then I wake up with a hangout every morning, well, I'm, that's painful. I should redirect and probably not, not repeat that behavior. So I'm sure there's more to it than that, but that feels like a good answer for me right now. I think some of mine is depth of, of, of relationships, like more meaning, yeah. uh, uh, or it's just that idea we we can all be friends if everything's all happy all the time and you can get along with anybody maybe but but when the when the chips are down you know it's who do you end up talking to yeah. or or who ends up showing up, showing up at your door you know to to help you through it yeah and and so it gives you it it does give you a perspective that you wouldn't have had before and it it also separates some sometimes it it can separate people and it can separate um but it can also um I don't know the word I'm looking for it can also establish and 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 cause great growth like for, uh, forge maybe forge yeah, yeah forge relationships yeah. to 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 be stronger than they they've ever been and and I and, and we when we discuss that about violence, uh, when our podcast about violence, and you know some of these, some of these people who have gone through these terrible tragedies and a lot of pain together, you know, just uh, they, they can't even describe how close they are to, yeah. to, and how much love they've shown. Yeah. And but here's a, uh, I, you said something earlier on that made me think of this, but uh, it was painful for me, not not so much for you, Ron, but. There was a time, this was... Our, that time we wrestled? No. <laughs> uh, uh, although I did not enjoy having a 200-pound man on me. Um, uh-huh, uh-huh. No, there, I remember it was after I had my shoulder surgery because I was in a sling, but uh, I was being really immature, and it was before, um, what was it called, retreat, um, about like whether or not I should go because I... You know, I just had surgery and and I was texting you, and it it was a lot of like, uh, like you you didn't respond right away or when I wanted you to or whatever it was, and so I just was like, all right, well, I guess you don't care about me or whatever I said, and you, I remember I I walked away from my phone, and I guess you called me and I didn't answer, so you called Cleet, and I remember Cleet picking up his phone, and just him be like. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's he's right here. And then him handing the phone to you, and you you laid into me a little bit, um, but then it was, then I was like, all right, I'm gonna go up to the school and grade some papers or whatever. And then all of a sudden, you and and Randy Sims walk in, and you, like, word by word, read all the texts that I had sent to you in front of Randy. And I just remember feeling like I just wanted to as as get as small as possible. Oh man, that was I. I mean, I will never, ever forget that. I was just so embarrassed, and it's, and like, just hearing hearing what I had said, like, golly, Matt, you are such a little kid, you know. 
um, anyway, that was painful for me. I, I can't remember what you said, but it, but you said something earlier that brought that memory screaming back to mind. So so is that the is that a bad or good experience? It was a oh I don't know I mean at the time at the time it wasn't at the fun. time I hated it yeah oh well, uh, yeah obviously it was yeah. no fun now maybe but I think I've I mean that was however long ago but now I'm like yeah that was really immature of me um, and and uh, I, I wish I could. Maybe it's beneficial now. I guess maybe maybe it was a good experience. Also, well, it might not. It might not have to be. I, I'm not trying to make well, you turn no, it into something yeah. that I'm asking. It, I mean, it sounds like it, it. sounds like at the very least, you wish that that hadn't have been your behavior. Yeah. To need to have been called out on. Yeah. It, sort of thing. But I also do remember going to retreat, and Ron and I talking about it, like he and I just sitting down talking about it in the office at camp, and had and I remember having a good good conversation with you so like that part of it was nice and um and like oh okay maybe i can just i still probably didn't do a good job of this for a while but maybe i can just talk to ron instead of sending these immature texts that cause him to need someone else there so that he doesn't murder me (laughs) i guess i was so mad (laughs) i know you were just like i know you were i remember i was i was past the point of uh (laughs) Of being patient i needed some accountability yes yes uh yeah i was i was both embarrassed and thankful that randy was there <laughs> yeah <laughs> the thing is like i don't even remember i remember it vaguely but i don't i, I don't remember any specifics about it not too Man, much i remember it vividly because i don't i don't think i looked at you the whole time uh gosh it was like cough one time laid into me at camp, and it was one of the worst experiences. <laughs> yeah. All right. Do we, do we call it? Yeah. All right. All right, so we, put, we stop in it? Yeah. Say, see you later or something. I don't know. See you later, alligator. After a while, crocodile. Yeah, I'm turning it off. <laughs>